Hello, welcome to the Social Matters podcast. We are three social workers talking about, well, social matters. So let's have a think about why this podcast. So I'm going to go over to Nadia. Yes, um, hello. And maybe you could tell us a bit about why the podcast but first, I need to say who I am. I was yeah, going to say yeah, that. Yeah. I was just going to say. Who are you? And there's this random it's voice just, here. That's just a male voice. Who's that guy? Oh. That's what I like to do. I don't like to ask questions. Just go straight in there. <laughs> um, so, hi, I am Fran. And who is the male voice over there? The male voice is Eugene. Hi, I'm also a social worker talking about social matters. Hi, I am Nadia. Um, guess what? Also a social worker talking about social matters. Um, so, yeah, exciting times. So do you want to tell us a bit about why we're here doing this podcast, Nadia? Because I think it was your idea originally. It was my idea originally. And then Eugene... Patent that. Yeah. yeah. And also, yeah, we need to tell people because it's very hot in this room. And like, oh, we just uh, need to record it's this It's so podcast. hot in here. I'm sweating already. Nadia's wearing grey. It's not cute. She's going to be full of regret. Yeah. My brow is building up some kind of liquid substance, which is sweat. Uh, so, anyway, less yes, of any the ex- excretions of bodily fluid. Let's um, <laughs> talk about um, the podcast. Yeah, so um, we, it came about because um, I was listening to, um, well, I was trying to listen to a podcast about social work because I've just got a new job and I was really, you know, Uh, motivated and really keen to kind of think about things that um, I could do to teach my students who were student social workers and trying to find like little podcasty things Mm. to like um, do in sessions with them and the podcasts that I found they were just all a bit um, not what I was looking for. Beige, what were you going to yeah, say? Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to run them down. I just want to say that they were just not kind of what I was looking for. So, um, what I was looking for was things about how to kind of um link social work theory to practice, and um, yeah, I, I had ideas about it being an educational podcast because yeah, you're geeky. That's yeah, I, we, I, we I have to might say Nadia's a geek. I'm, I will own that. Fully, I'm fully a geek. But what do um, the kids call it now? Like, what's the cool geek? The person is that the cool geek? Neek. A geek? No, that's a nerd and a geek. Yeah, but isn't that cool? Geek isn't... chic? Geek chic, I don't know. Okay, I don't know. I don't anyway, know. go on, I'm interrupting. <laughs> yeah, random. <laughs> um, so, um, yeah, so I, I was, I was, yeah, really just trying to think about how I could learn. And I had ideas about, you know, what if there was a podcast out there that could teach um, me something about being a social worker mm. and then I spoke to Eugene and yeah. then Eugene got very excited <laughs> yeah, and he was like let's do a podcast <laughs> let's do it and it's, it's just really easy for me to get excited it's not hard at all but yeah I think um when we had a discussion about it it was like okay that's a really good idea because I think um when we were talking it's like realizing that there's nothing mm. out there of, of 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 the sort that's social work based that's kind of talking about social work and what what we do or who mm. we are what our profession's like mm. so i think um the idea that um we kind of developed together was actually making a podcast that kind of raises the profile of, of the profession gives people a better understanding of what it is that we do and not only us who predominantly worked in children's social work but social work in general which mm. is mm. um which is so vast and so many different types of of, of social work and we'll come on um a yeah. bit to talk about um what we do and our experience in yeah practice. i think it is a very good thing that i kind of brought eugene on board because it would have been a very dry podcast let's talk about yeah theory yeah. but how we like, apply it but, but yeah. um 
I, I still want to get some of that in though at some point, but oh, in, no, it yeah. in, in a fun way. We will. <laughs> well, let's, let's... A learning hour. Yeah. And, and, and I guess I just jumped on the bandwagon. Yeah. Uh, classic just came in at the final hour. Um, but it is something I'm also really interested in. So working closely with these two, when I heard about it, I was like, I'm going to get involved. But you did come up with the name Fran. You have to give yeah, yourself that credit. That is, like, so I can patent that. Yeah, thank you. That's yeah. real team effort. Collaborative, as they might say in social work. Yeah. <laughs> we'll go on to talk about that in podcast number five. What's, what's Eugene bringing? What's he bringing in? Um, <laughs> I, I guess he... No, you, you see how they do me like that? Like <laughs> that? He does bring the techie side, Nadia, because yeah, without Eugene, does. we might have just been talking into plastic mics and yes. not knowing what on earth we're doing. Podcasting, but yeah. not... <laughs> And together we become like a dynamic trio. That's not the no, saying, is it? She had to think about it a bit more. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I see where you was going. That's why we should all stick to social work. <laughs> so I thought it'd be, I don't know, it'd be, I think sometimes when I meet people, um, a lot of people often are surprised that I'm a social worker or yeah. they're kind of really curious as to like, oh, what do social workers do? And I think people, a lot of people have... Um, kind of various different ideas in the head. So um, I thought I'd be quite interested to hear from you two, kind of mm. your social work career journey, history, maybe what brought you into social work. Yeah. Do you want to go yeah, on? Yeah. Um, so um, I, th- I suppose when I was younger, I didn't kind of um, plan to be a social worker. My actual plan was to be a lawyer. And then I realised um, when I became a teenager that I'm just terrible at arguing. So I just was <laughs> not going to be a lawyer because all of my clients would I just can, end up I going to jail. I can vouch for that because <laughs> being in a car with Nads earlier, she was the calmest driver. There was no road rage. There was no... But, and I thought, you're just very, very calm. So you'd probably just let everybody win, which is a nice quality. Oh, is that your three-hour journey that you were just talking about when <laughs> Nadia missed two turn-ins? Yeah. She she may not be good at arguing, but I wondered whether you're good at arguing, friend, because you were the passenger in that car at that time. I did say at one point, shall I look at a map? And she's like, no, no I just, you know, sense which road we need to go down and hope for the best. <laughs> just drive and see what happens. There's no point getting stressed. We'll find our way eventually. Anyway. And, did. and we did. Yeah. Right. So what was I saying? Um, bad at arguing. Yeah. yeah. So I didn't want to be a lawyer. Um, then, so what I decided to do for... Um, at, at uni um was psychology so I studied psychology for four years and then I because I thought I wanted to be a psychologist and then I realized at the end of my degree I have to study for like another 20 million years so I was like no I'm not I'm not doing that either um so then after my degree um I started working not straight away I did some like admin bits and then I started working in the youth offending team um and worked with young offenders um and supported them to try and reduce their rates of reoffending um and then from there I was an education welfare officer you might need to edit that bit out um but yeah it was an education welfare officer um and while I was there my manager said to me that you know in terms of like career progression and planning like if I wanted to progress that it would be good for me to do my social work masters Mm. um so I did um and then at the end of that I was like oh okay might as well apply for a social work job but that's how I became a social worker it wasn't a specific kind of plan as such it was more of a I don't know what the word is just you f- kind of fell into it yeah exactly, what, exactly what i'm interested in because what you were saying fran earlier around when people talk to when people talk to you they're surprised you're a social worker and just hearing what you're saying nadia what is it would you say about who you are as a person that makes up 
practical social worker because I think that's linked in with with the reason why I became a social worker, which I'll tell you in a bit. Oh, what is it about me that means that I'm a good social worker? Or oh, you didn't even say good social worker. I just made that oh, assumption. Yeah. <laughs> You're a fantastic social yeah. worker. <laughs> social worker um i think i just you know I, I i care for people and i think that i don't know the world needs a little bit more kindness and mm. a little bit more love um and mm. you know people that are less fortunate need support and i think mm. that yeah that's important to me yeah and yeah. that's and i think that's important to me and probably every social worker is because that that's probably one of the reasons why i came into social work because similarly i wanted to be a lawyer ah. but um and my friend will laugh at this because the reason why i chose not to be a lawyer because the font in the textbooks were too small and i was like there's so much reading here <laughs> <laughs> i just didn't want to do the reading i need Arial 14 like i don't need like comic sans yeah it's comic 18 sans, no i don't need that yeah i do need that actually that'll be so much better but um like i've always worked with kids before mm. i um came into social work and i just loved it It just gave me so much like passion and 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 joy and felt meaningful like you're contributing to um children's futures and i was listening to something quite recently when they when someone said um at a young age children are taught to um listen they're taught to obey adults they're taught to respect adults and everything up until like the age of like eight nine teenage years so um for me it was like in a position of being an adult doing what i can to mm. try and create as better life for kids mm. where, where possible so yeah i always worked with kids and i wanted to um come into a profession that would allow me to do that along the same lines and then i remember in my third year of uni not really knowing what i wanted to do and um i was um at my mum's house um watching tv my sister was actually in control of the the remote control which she never is she's the youngest um and she was watching this um program called charmed on tv which is about three witches yeah you i know, know charmed it? yeah do you know it Fran? this is uh, am i too old for this i don't know <laughs> no <laughs> it's been around from like early 90s mate yeah okay <laughs> yeah just just yeah it was maybe it was pretty Cheese like Sabrina the Teenage Witch. <laughs> no, I, it was I, a bit a level up, but it was between. Actually, this is the best way to describe it. And tell me if I'm right, Nadia. It was between Sabrina the Teenage Witch and Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Okay, yes, there, that's see? a good. That's <laughs> a good description. Let us know if that's an accurate description. I think that's a that's, pinpoint no, 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 description. That, that, is, that is a pretty good description. And it was yeah. a kids' program. No, no. you. Uh, it wasn't a kids' program. It was. I swear, it was on at like three in the afternoon. And it was or on something. Channel Five. Like, it was one of Channel 5's seventeen programs that right. they had on 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 the channel. And uh, there's other channels that are also great. Um, but um, yeah, so my sister was watching Charmed, and I was um, standing by the door because I was going to and from the kitchen, waiting to turn my sausages in the grill. Cumberland. Um, this is way too much. Yeah, yeah, so I was just going on to it. But then, but, but then is anyone still on. listening? <laughs> Hello, tumbleweed. Oh gosh, this is a social worker who's used to giving too much detail in his report. Okay, you need greater synthesis and analysis in that report, Eugene. Wait for that feedback, guys. This is how it's going to be for all of the shows. You guys telling me you just wrap it up, man. Oh, and then, too yeah, and then, and then, um, no, okay, yeah, all so right. charmed yeah, sausages. So charmed. But go. then it was a light bulb moment because the new character in the program was a social worker, and that's when I knew I wanted to be 
a social worker and um the idea of um kind of building relationships with, with not only children but the most vulnerable in society and people who may not have the same opportunities and chances that um we may have had or that other people may have had and just trying to contribute to making it like a fairer and um more equal and supportive um society and that's kind of linked to why i became a social worker and why i'm like talking into this microphone right now so did you manage to cook the sausages or were they burned because <laughs> this is an important detail that people are going to be hanging on waiting for this did they burn like when this light bulb went off did you forget and leave the sausages and then they burn i need this story needs to end the sausages were caught but i was but i was thinking what what do you two think about the idea of social work being a bit of a vocation because that's Mm. something that i i say to people um that i believe it is because Mm. i think we all have our own stories of why we um decided to become a social worker but i also think that it's a vocation in the sense that it's also a tough job like absolutely it's about helping people and we all have something in our own stories of wanting to do that but it's also something that in theory you wouldn't go into lightly Mm. i don't know what your views are on that about it being a bit of a vocation because it it is also hard as well let's you know we're working with some of the most vulnerable people at some of the most difficult times in their life and that is emotionally demanding yeah and i and i do think I, i think i agree with you it is it's definitely hard there are some weeks where it is it is super tough um but it's not like that all the time. Um, yeah. And and I think that, you know, I think something that is really important is making sure that you're f- like filled, that you 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 are fully okay and, and able to help other people. Yeah. Um, because otherwise, if you're, yeah, if you're going in it to meet some kind of need of your own, like it's not the place for you. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I do think that there, there, yeah, it is really, it is really, really um, hard at times. And it is a bit of a vocation because, you know, <laughs> who ever heard of a super rich social worker? Like yeah. it's not about, it's not about the yeah. money. Um, yeah. yeah. And I think I would agree. Like, um, I think I don't know if I said this to you guys before. It's not like, I, I believe every social worker, and it's funny, I tell that story, I told that story so many times, probably in a more succinct way than I just did. But the idea that every social worker I meet have has a significant story of how they came into the profession. No one is like, yeah. I was walking past um, the news agents in the corner and I saw an advert saying 25 social workers needed. Insight into where Eugene uh, picks up <laughs> things, newspaper ads in the shop window. That's how I roll. Yeah. But that's it, like, you're you're completely right like it's tough but there's a reason why people come into it and mm. yeah I, I i would agree with that it's not for the money because the the sort of uh, life expectancy of a, you know frontline child protection social worker is seven years <laughs> these two are like I don't, when i say that i mean you life know, how long on the job i don't mean like literally we die out there but um <laughs> that's Hopefully that's not. short you know in terms of some yeah. careers and, yeah. and and i don't know what your thoughts are on that is that around how tough it sometimes is and you know what what do you think's going yeah, on there i think it is around how tough it is but also i think um career-wise after seven years people tend to um want to move away from uh, want to advance themselves in their career so as a as a way of advancing themselves people feel that they have to move away from the front line so it's either a choice of going into management which i think a lot of people when they're connected with the story of why they came into social work may not favor that um 
or it's going away from practice and doing something slightly different. And I think, yeah, it's partly because of the toughness, but partly because maybe people just want to continue to work with kids, but maybe not in a, in, in a different setting. Mm. Have you noticed all the language around social workers, like we're going to war? I mean, even on the front line, yeah. you know, sometimes true. you're like, yeah. so true. we're like going into battle, which is absolutely the type of social work we don't want yeah. when we're yeah. talking about relationship-based social work, but it's like, yeah, frontline social work. Yeah, yeah. that's it's so interesting. true. Yeah. But um, it's interesting with you two around you both like wanting to be lawyers, which you could say are sort of related to professions because they're mm. both working with people. Yeah. Whereas um, I wanted to be an archaeologist or a carpenter. I was just about to ask you about <laughs> yeah, your story. I was story, just going to say. Like, I was like, like, yeah, does that come off? Right? Like, what about you? Yeah. So archaeologist yeah. or carpenter? Archaeologist I, or you carpenter. Look, I can see it happening. So... And my carpentry skills, I used to, in my childhood, uh, spend hours out in the shed um, with like a full woodwork set, like by candlelight <laughs> and uh, chopping wood and building stools and all sorts of jars. So I don't know how I then moved on social work from that. And the archaeologists, I think, um, I don't know, I've always had an interest in history, but it's, yeah, very separate and different social work. Um, I think in terms of my social work career, I... Um, I've always, I, I suppose, like you two, had an interest in social justice. Mm. Um, and when I was at university, became involved with uh, refugees and asylum seekers. Oh, it wow. was the second Iraq war at the time. Mm. Um, and from there, I suppose, it kind of, my interest blossomed. Um, and then I happened to um, be living with some social workers. So I was sort of introduced to it as a career because I think before then I hadn't really had any um, kind of contact particularly yeah. with social work or social workers in my own life and mm. um, so I then saw that as a as a sort of career potential and then I kind of went on to do the masters mm. and here I am uh, 12 years later so yeah I don't know it's interesting we all have our, our different kind of stories mm. as yeah. well and I think there's also you were saying about your you're cooking your sausages <laughs> at home. <laughs> Going to keep bringing those Cumberlands in. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, it's funny. Like sometimes people often say, I don't know if you two get it, you know, like, oh, you're social working me from friends. And I yeah. think I probably did that. I probably yeah. social worked them before I became a social yeah. worker. So I suppose it's thinking about like how we are as people as well. Yeah. And maybe from our experiences and childhood and family of origin, how we develop that yeah. desire yeah. to help people from our positioning in our family etc yeah. 100% because I think like one of the things that I like to say to people is that um, a social worker is like a victorious sponge cake so um, oh you heard this one before I've <laughs> heard this so many times are you hungry Eugene <laughs> I'm really hungry at all food based <laughs> chat here sausages victoria's point I just need the starter and then we're done um, no but like in the sense that um up to half of who you are as a social worker is who you are as a person because mm. it's not a science. Like, um, we could all be working with the same family or with the same person, do three different um, routes into trying to um, make their situation better and all come to a positive outcome, but we would never have done things in the same way. Mm. So part of it is um, definitely what we learn, what we study, and um, the knowledge and the skills we build up, but also who we are from a values-based perspective, from a yeah. um, human perspective, from a relational perspective. Mm. Those are all important factors. So when your friends are saying you're social working them, it's kind of you are, because mm. 
who you are as a person is is kind of aligned with the values of social work that's how did how does that link with the cake though you didn't make the link oh yeah so <laughs> it's like a bit, you guys shot me down when i was going on to it so victoria sponge cake so um the bottom half is who you are as a person the the jam and the, what else goes in victoria's cream sponge? cream yeah um is is kind of like the knowledge that you kind of gain along the way mm. um the top half is um what you gain in practice and what you gain in education and the sprinkle and the cherries are just for the selected few they're your own developed analogy of you stolen that from someone no i developed that myself i just of course you it. did <laughs> I, I did i know you did of course. if anyone out there has used this before then come and shut me down but i believe I <laughs> eugene loves that. a food-based analogy but they do help me because i'm a very visual person and i also love food so i think that's quite a good <laughs> yeah. description that you've, yeah. you've given there yeah. yeah really good description you're welcome so what about <laughs> like I, I'm, I'm thinking about you know people who might have no clue what social workers might do i was just mm. thinking maybe like we could talk through some of the different roles types of thing we've done mm. yeah um so i think so in all of my kind of previous experiences um before actually being a qualified social worker so like i said like in the youth offending team and also as an education welfare officer um there are qualified social workers there as well um so and i suppose fundamentally i would say that social workers are there to ensure the well-being and um and safety of children and i I say that from my perspective because as a children's social worker um so in youth offending teams they would you know kind of think about um not just the offense but also the wider kind of contextual factors like Mm. where they live Mm. um yeah where they've grown up how that impacts on their kind of um, offending behavior and try mm. and stop that or like reduce their risk of reoffending. Mm. Um, with education welfare, they think about kind of w- for whatever reason, the kid's not going to school. What are the factors that are impacting on this? Um, and in my current role as a social worker, kind of just do a little bit of everything in child protection. So mm. whatever might be bringing a child to to um come to harm just try and reduce the risks of that yeah and it's funny you just said i'm doing a bit of everything because i think that it's it's kind of like you focus on the individual person at the like at the outset Mm. but then it's everything that comes with that person Mm. so if you're thinking about a child then it's also thinking about their parents it's also thinking about their environment where they live geographically they're thinking about um how they're viewed in the in wider society Mm. the impact of of government legislation and and Mm. uh, wider kind of stories or ideas or that are created by um groups of people mm. um i think all of these factors impact on who we are as as individuals and i know you, you were just saying nadia you you can only speak from a perspective of a children's social worker but i think that same mm. um sense will be mirrored if someone was working with um adults as a social worker working with uh, foster care or as a supervising social worker working with children with disabilities or or working with um, people in palliative care like social workers in all of those positions have the individual in front of them but when they think about working Mm. in general they're working with everything around them so Mm. that that kind of feeds into the complex nature of yeah of of the job yeah what do when people ask you kind of 
you know you're a social worker yeah like what do you do like what do you what do you say like what do what yeah what kind of things do you say again I suppose we were just talking then about the person in their context I think for me it's context when someone asks me yeah like I'm very proud to be a social worker and depending on the context I will say it proudly in certain situations I might be like <laughs> I work with people um, what situations I suppose some more, I'm just trying to think of examples where I, it could be that it, um, I can't even think of an example where I'd do that. So for me, I remember um, being a social worker in 2009, 2008, just after um, uh, Baby P mm. story came out. And that was the kind of the time when like I was on the train or whenever like yeah. you turn over your badge. Um, you won't really tell people that you're a social worker. You say, oh, you work with kids. Yeah. Because um, for me, it was um, that kind of public perception of social work that immediately after Baby P with the stories that was in the, that were in the media, that social workers were looked in a really kind of bad light. Yeah. Um, but now I find that maybe a lot of people don't really know what social workers do and um, yeah, maybe that's something that's important to discuss. Yeah, do you know? I was uh, while you talk, I was just thinking, like maybe, you know, we said, you know, um, something that I said was to kind of reduce the risk of harm to children and young people. What does that actually mean? Like, like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? What, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Our listeners might be thinking, okay, but how? Or maybe yeah, that's yeah. maybe that's something that we could um, think about at yeah. some point. You were oh. No, no, you were saying we're all like miming yeah. and nodding here. Don't worry, we'll just we'll <laughs> no, just was, cut that, that out was... editing. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so, what about the different roles you've done, Eugene? Um, so, yeah, I started off uh, working, like I said before, always working with kids. I've always worked in like in children's centres, nurseries, play schemes, and then I moved into um, uh, social work um, as a social work assistant. Mm. So that was basically somebody who kind of held lower level casework so working with children and families in in child protection so supporting families with like difficulties like housing benefits and stuff like that but also um focusing on the child and making sure that they're safe and mm. education's um all sorted out and things like that um and then I was a child protection social worker um uh, working with uh, some of the most vulnerable children in London borough um, and then I moved into a bit of a uh, consultant ro- consultancy role, um, which was still in a local authority, but um, focusing on helping um, embed systemic ideas into the practice. So the idea of systemic ideas being a theory in which um, helps us with, with our practice. And I can explain that later. Yeah, okay. On that. Um, I don't know about but, <laughs> but then... Um, and now I'm moving in. Now I'm in a position where I, with you, friend, teach and train um, social workers. So actually, it kind of fits in with what you were saying earlier about the life expectancy of of a social worker. Because I think mm. in frontline practice, it's probably it was probably seven years, yeah. and then I I moved out, mm. um, because in this position I've I feel that I'm I've came into this position because I wanted to have more of a wider influence on, um the next generation of social workers i think this is the position that can help me do that mm. um but yeah it, it's just an example of how vast yeah um, definitely mm. what about you i've worked predominantly in the voluntary sector so i did a lot of uh parenting work so kind of when there may be concerns around uh parenting perhaps a, a family under stress um 
we and my team would kind of go and do a, a parenting assessment. Um, and I did that for quite a long time. And that's kind of linked with local authorities as well. So you kind of do those parenting assessments. So it tended to be when um, it was in the court arena. So there would be kind of concerns around a, a parenting. So the children may have been removed. Mm. Um, so it'd be like looking to see how things were in the family and assess whether children could be remain at home or, or kind of be placed elsewhere. Mm. Um, from there, I again kind of carried on doing court work, um, working in a specialist team for parents with other substance misuse issues. Mm. So again, that was uh, in the court arena. So it was a multidisciplinary team and I was a social worker. So again, I do kind of parenting work and we would look to support the parents with their um, substance misuse issues um, and with a view to trying to kind of remain um, the, for the children to remain in their care. So a lot of kind of court work, really, and, and parenting work. But again, mm. quite diversity in the roles. But a lot, mm. I guess, back to what you were saying before, Nadia, around, I guess, ultimately thinking about risk and harm. Yeah, yeah. And it is something that we we work in so often. Mm. And that's, I guess, the legislation, the Children mm. Act, that kind of um, defines a lot of the kind of role that we do. So mm. I think you're right, it might be helpful to have a think about a bit about what we mean by yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, but yeah, you. Yeah, yeah I, I think we yeah, should do, that, do now. that now. Yeah, yeah. okay. And um, what in terms of what risk is and and what is that yeah, what you mean? So when we're because I guess we're working with it every day. And yeah. I guess what 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 does that mean in our day to day roles? Yeah. Um, I don't. I, I'm quite conscious, like not to get into the position of like defining things, like from an expert position. No, but from so, your yeah. from your perspective, because yeah. I think one of the things that is 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 a factor in social work is that it's a profession of opinion and perspective. Yeah. So we're giving one. Yeah, yeah. So I guess for me, if I, I think about a case that I'm working with at the moment, um, um, I'm thinking when I think about risks to the child, I think about anything that's going to impact negatively on their development or yeah positive development so that might be um if uh, mum has like a substance misuse problem um her not being able to get up um in the mornings and take her to school which means she misses school will impact on her ability to be able to kind of achieve in school um so that's something that we need to think about you know in terms of risk how often does that happen with mum how 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 often is she taking substances and how often is it that the child is missing school um so yeah that's just kind of um a couple of risk factors so how her substance misuse impacts on her ability to meet her child's needs um is something is one thing yeah and i think that's also in the sense it also as well as kind of assessing and dealing with risks i would say um, helping parents and, mm. and people and children in those situations to give them kind of new ideas or new skills or new ways of, of, of operating that will make their that will hopefully contribute to making their life and their situation or from a parent's perspective their parenting um, of their child making it better as mm. well because I think um, one of the things that I kind of learned through social work, my social work career um, is um, not assuming that everyone has had the same experiences mm. and even little things like um sitting down with your with a parent sitting down with their child and practicing how to do up their shoelaces if that parent's never experienced that before then they have no idea to do it with their child mm. so it's about um 
uh, going in there looking at the risk protecting children as well but also working with the children the parent and the people around the child to um kind of contribute with new knowledge and new skills to to help them mm. kind of dilute the risk and bring it to a place where there's somewhat there's a element of safety more than element of safety yeah yeah what about yeah. you for well, I agree, really, because I think that's part of our duty and our role, isn't it, to, uh, I guess, work collaboratively um, with with families to, to kind of support and, where possible, bring about change. And as you said, it, it, you know, it's only part of the story if we're just going in and assessing in some expert position. We need to think about what support um, a family might need if, the, if mm. there is an identified need to see if, you know, we can, as you said, um, you know, support the parents um to, to to sort of bring about change which is really really key so yeah i'd agree i think we we work with sort of risk and harm so much but um there's also i guess wanting to think about strengths and not be yeah. completely risk averse as yeah. well which um is not always uh possible in some work contexts yeah. that might be risk averse um so i think you know, it's it's a balancing act between, yes, thinking about kind of potential risk or harm to children, but also acknowledge, acknowledging a family's, uh, you know, strength and resilience and yeah. offering support and, and kind of intervention where possible. Yeah, yeah. Um, so what I was thinking about is, uh, I've got a question written down here that for both of you really, um, what what advice would you give to anyone who is looking to become a social worker? Good question. You go first. Buy a Filofax. <laughs> Filofax. Am I really old school? <laughs> um, are so those? Retro. Are they still selling those? I have a Filofax. <gasps> Do um, you really no. have one? Yeah, yeah. It's a red leather one, but I've tried to become into the 21st century, and I now use an Outlook calendar. But hey. I, my, my 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 Filofax is at home gathering dust. But no, I mean I jest. I mean that is one thing that it, you know. It is uh, about being organised, but I guess that's more of a of a skill that you need. Um, so, what advice would I give? You can go, Eugene, if you've got something else. I have a little ponder. Yeah, I would say um, to people, come into social work with with passion, because, like we were saying before, the job is it's not an easy job. Regardless, we all come from a from a background of working with children and families, but it's so varied, and every um social worker um has a tough job but if you come into the job with 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 passion with with desire um because you really really want to contribute to making um some sort of a difference um then that passion will allow you to enjoy the job when it when the time even when the times are really hard mm. and it will keep you um in the professional in the profession or um, continuing to do work that's helping children and families or helping vulnerable people in general. Mm. Um, so I would say um, come to come to the career with passion. That's a really good one, and I think that it's that that kind of keeps you going, doesn't it? When you're maybe having a difficult day, yeah. you kind of I often just reflect on my values and mm. why I'm kind of chose to do this job, which I think mm. is really important. I think for me, it's there's something about. Um, needing to have a, a level of emotional resilience or a, a, an emotional foundation 
um, on which to build. And that's not to say you need a rhinoceros hide and that nothing will affect you because it will and yeah. we're human. Um, but when we're working with other people and, and some of their own difficulties and trauma in some cases, it's really important that we're able to um, support and contain mm. that. Yeah. Um, so I think that's really, really key. Um, so e- it's not to say that, um, you know, someone can't be a social worker if they've if they've had difficulties or, or don't have that foundation, you can absolutely build it. Mm. But I think the timing is really, really key mm. um, because I think that's so important to help the families that we work with to have that that foundation um so i think that's really important and keep your sense of humor i think you know i've worked with some of the best teams and the laughs i've had and you know the families i've worked with that have taught me so much as well and the children so you know it's not yes it's challenging but you know Gosh, we have a laugh, don't we? <laughs> no, but we do, we do. I yeah, thought it was do. only one. Was it only one piece of advice or two? Because friend, all right, huge. All right, Nadia, um, what's your advice? You bring what, the humor. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what advice would you give now? Um, I think, um, yeah, kind of what I was saying a little bit earlier. You kind of it reminded me what you were just saying about, um, yeah. D- if you have been through stuff, some of the people, some of the best social workers Absolutely. are people who have, you know, yeah. come through some really difficult times. Yeah. But the timing of that is really yeah. important. And, and I would, you know, I'd, I'd advice I'd give is like, don't be coming into this to have some of your own needs met in some way. Like yeah. it, the, there's something, yeah, you need to, yeah. Yeah. have that stuff dealt with I guess yeah um but I, I something that was really important for me for me that I've learned over my social work career is the importance of looking after yourself and 100%. self-care um it sounds 200 yeah, <laughs> it sounds like maybe I don't know you know I'm not trying to come from a place of being selfish but it's a kind of come from a place of just like looking after yourself like you're looking after people or trying to help people a lot and um my my that kind of really strong influence uh for me came from um a time when I was working I told you guys this before that I was working and I got really really sick I got whooping Mm. cough yeah yeah and um I was still like fighting not listening to my body like still coming into work and trying to type assessments and coughing up my guts all over the place (laughs) like it was just not not healthy Um, and I had a really great manager who told me just to relax myself and take myself to the doctor and look after myself Mm. Um, and at the at the time when I was coming in I obviously didn't realize I had whooping cough Um, I found out um, a bit later but it you know it took a long time for me to kind of uh realize that my body was just not coping yeah um and you know i i I was off work for like three weeks and it functioned you know every everything carried on you know i you didn't need to kill myself to yeah to do that that. sounds like a lesson at that point yeah can i ask you a bit of a left field question what what does a whooping cough sound like it's I imagine a, it like quite a bark. It's it's, oh, it's, oh, oh, it's oh. is it is it like a is it got a special tone to no, it? That, I, okay, go on. Then. I, I don't know. Like, I don't know if it's barking. Have you had a hooping cough? Like, because you're you're you're, you're <laughs> whooping. Is it hooping? No, I don't. Whooping cough. I call it whooping cough. Whooping. So W H O O P. I call it whooping cough. Whooping. 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 Yeah. Oh, so this remind me. Whooping of... or whooping. No, I think it's so, maybe an an, an northern thing. Because is that what they say in Yorkshire? We we, we lose a W up north. <laughs> since I, I, when, I don't know. Since <laughs> when has that been a thing? 
Um, I don't know if it was a, it's barky. All I just you know go down is to that... the woods today. I mean, like, what is, what is this? This is anti-Yorkshire. Like, no, I'm not anti-Yorkshire, babe. That was all Eugene. That was no, all no, him. No, no. But that um, sounds. Sorry, I absolutely digress in there. But it, that yeah. it, it it that sounds like a turning point that you'd obviously you yeah. know got quite unwell, and yes. then from then yeah. that was your like okay, listen to myself exactly. But how? Because again, not all, but I think sometimes within the social work culture, uh, it is there's a little bit of a culture sometimes to, I guess if it's part of who you are and yeah. wanting to give that in a profession, that are how good are social workers at giving that time back for themselves? Mm. And again, mm. not everybody, and I think it is so important, and a lot of people will be managing both. Mm. But there is something about yeah, being able to stop and pause yes yeah and i think that's completely right and one of the things that i think is just to add them to your point nadia is the idea of not feeling that you have to do everything on your own yeah and one of the things like we're all here today we're all social workers and we came together to to create this but some of the best friends i've made have been in social work and that's because you're you're working alongside people who are have the same passion as you who have similar values to you but also going through the same tough times mm. and when you're in such an environment then it's they are the people that you should go to for support for top bands and jokes like you said but also for the self-care element as mm. well um so that's another thing um that i would probably add to my advice is that um use the people around you yeah and, because you're going through the same um experiences as well mm. should we moonlight as a social work recruitment agency yeah. i think like here we're like come on yeah. the social work matters recruitment agency yeah um okay good advice yeah. Yeah. yeah so um i think we're coming to the end now yeah um that went really I'm quickly so hot we May. need yeah. to come to the end because i think i'm gonna May. combust have oh. I got <laughs> no, no you, don't no. wait why are you showing why are you showing everyone how's it doing we all have um, yeah so um, what a sight yeah soz soz guys um so yeah i guess thinking about what the podcast is gonna bring mm. really um and I, I think you know kind of from our discussions outside of this we were kind of hoping that um the podcast will talk about like social matters and things that are of interest to us yeah. um and yeah we're we're open to hearing any suggestions that you 100%. guys might have about topics that we can discuss mm. um or yeah any feedback as well any feedback on on how this podcast has been um would be really good um make some suggestions for for topics um if you wanted to hit us up we are on twitter um we're called the social matters podcast you can find us at matters podcast that's mm. the handle um we're also um on instagram same name same, same name. name thanks eugene tech but, guy I yeah tech that. guy our, our, our social media is currently a work in progress but by the yes. time you hear this we'll be up and running Yay. <laughs> um so yeah like we say please please be um open with your feedback um and yeah let us know how we can um improve this if mm. anything needs improving what you did like what you didn't like mm. we're open we're open if what type of sausages you're interested in or okay whatever. maybe not that okay, but not that. maybe if you were a cake what <laughs> cake would you be <laughs> so um, um, what are we going to talk about next time so next time we're going to be thinking a little bit more about um social workers and how they are represented in the media um mm. and yeah how that is so i'm looking forward to that one it's going to be fun yeah, yeah. All right, so um, this is Nadia signing out. Laters. Bye, friends. Bye, Eugene signing out.